Father John Rutten here, chaplain at the University of South Dakota's St. Thomas More Newman Center, and I'm excited to bring to you another witness from the amazing things that are happening at the Newman Center at USD. So I keep running into all these students who have amazing stories, ways in which the Lord has worked in their life, ways in which the church has drawn them closer to Christ uh, through this uh, great mission. So I'm pleased and happy to bring you some of these witnesses, and one of them Today is a med student, but also a grad student from the University of South Dakota. So look forward to sharing with you the life and witness of Laura Nelson. So take it away, Laura. Tell us a little bit about yourself. And now when they hear my voice on the other end, they'll know it's me. So she's Wonderful. talking to me, everybody, but you won't <laughs> see me. You'll just hear me. Yeah. So, go ahead. So as Father John said, I'm Laura and I'm a second year med student at USD Sanford School of Medicine. I did undergrad at USD as well, majored in medical biology and competed for the coyotes in cross country and track and field. I grew up um, just outside of Mission Hill, South Dakota, which is outside of Yankton, about five minutes. So you've been on mission your whole life. That's right. I've been on Highway 50 my whole life, more like that. Um, yeah, and then went to Gave of All in high school and then went on to compete and get my education at USD after that. Great. So what would you uh, say life was like growing up uh, faith-wise? What, what, what was your journey? How did you end up uh, finding yourself at the Newman Center? Yeah. Were you just the devoted, young, little, faithful person? <laughs> or what, uh, what brought you... Uh, what was your background that brought you to the Newman Center? Yeah, so my family has always been very faithful. Um, I was raised Lutheran in a small Lutheran church outside of, uh, actually in Mission Hill. Um, and so my immediate family and my dad's side of the family are, for the most part, all Lutheran. Um, I, you know, Went to church every Sunday with my family. Um, we were very involved in the in the church, and that was pretty much growing up my faith life, and took it pretty seriously, I would say. Um, but didn't question much of anything ever. Just kind of went with it. Um, I would say a big part of my faith journey was at an FCA event in high school um, where it really hit me that what Jesus' sacrifice meant in my life. And it took a lot of the self-pressure I was putting on myself to just do it all and to like be, I don't know, successful or just a lot of in the athletic realm is how FCA connected um, with my life. And then Coming to USD um, was really a great opportunity for growth. Um, so I was on the team and we practiced at 8 a.m. Sunday mornings. And there was kind of two crews, the crew that went to the Newman Center and then the crew that wasn't Catholic and went to the non-denominational church. And so I went, well, I'm not Catholic. And so I went to Hillside Community Church all four years of undergrad. And there are a lot of things I loved about it. Great community, lots of energy, and spreading Jesus' love. But there are a lot of things I missed 
like just from even my Lutheran, you know, upbringing, that wasn't, um, you know, practiced the same at Hillside. And I didn't really know where that put me, I guess. I was invited a lot by my Catholic teammates to the Newman Center. Um, but I felt like there was a lot I didn't understand. And I was like, I don't know what to think. And then I was busy, and so I just kept um, doing, you know, what I had always done at, throughout college. And then I got hurt, and I was hurt probably from junior year spring on, and that really opened a door of, well, what what can I pour my time into that's not running all the time? or having to be at Sunday morning practice at 8 a.m. if I can't run. Does that mean I go back to the Lutheran church? Or does that mean, what does that mean? What do I believe? And with my passion of wanting to go into medicine, it came upon my heart that I need to um, figure out my beliefs if people are going to come to me one day and ask for, you know, a medical opinion, which I think encompasses not just physical but mental and spiritual and I'm like I want to I want to know what I believe and I've I haven't really thought about like I've just this is what I've grown up being told and I think you know there's a lot of truth and beauty but I haven't dove into that myself yet and then my senior year in the spring I was still hurt and one of my good friends, Haley, um, she's now Haley Withrow. She was Haley Arns from Crofton. And she was on the team and we became really good friends. And we took a New Testament class together. And in this class, we read the whole New Testament and we were supposed to pick it apart and like just really question, what does this passage mean? What is Jesus saying here? And throughout that class, um, our professor, um, had a very, you know, like liberal, I would say, view and was like, you know, everyone finds their own truth. And Haley would sit next to me and she'd go, no, that's not right. There's a truth. And I'd say, huh, I've never thought about it that deep. I, I mean, what does that mean? And so Haley and I would go through the New Testament and I learned a lot about the Catholic faith as she was Catholic and very strong Catholic. And we started making a routine of our chapel dates, we would call it, and we'd go sit in the chapel and just ponder a lot of things. Ponder life, ponder um, hard things, ponder what we were doing in New Testament. And little by little, I was, it was opening, I think, this door in my heart of, I have a lot of questions about the Catholic faith. Um, now my mom was raised Catholic and her family's Catholic and so I had known some things about the Catholic faith growing up that she had taught us um, but not to the extent of like all of these questions I suddenly had and once I graduated undergrad I felt very lost in the sense of having a church home I was like do I go back to the Lutheran Church or what what does this New Testament you know exploration like what does that reveal that I believe 
and I met a lot of Haley and her husband's friends that are all amazing Catholics and had a sand volleyball team that summer in Yankton. And I was like, wow, like they're just a fun group of loving people. And some of them had converted to the Catholic faith. Um, and so I got to know them and their stories. And then Father Cowles came to Vermilion um, to become the priest at the Newman Center that summer. And he loves Marvel movies. <laughs> and one of the Marvel movies had come out that summer. And he said, do you want to go to the Marvel movie? And I think it was the second time I had met him. And I was kind of like, oh, I, don't, I don't know. Like, and I'm like, sure, I'll go to the Marvel movie, which was fun. And I just remember, I think the very turning moment was Father Cowles sat on a bench outside the movie theater with me. And he said, so I hear you have a lot of questions about the Catholic faith. Where do you feel like you're at in that? And I said, I just feel really lost. I have a lot of questions and I was in class. Um, but now it's I'm about to start med school and I don't really know where I belong in this faith journey. And he said, I will walk with you and I will answer the questions you have. And I don't want you to have to like go through this by yourself. And that meant the world to me. And I started then, I thought it was called Q and A's with Father Cowles. And I'd meet with him every week. Um, and I was in med school at this point, started med school and started going to mass then every week with Haley and some of my teammates that were Catholic. And that summer, I went also in Yankton at Sacred Heart with my cross country coach and his wife. And so there's a lot of, I would say seeds planted along the way of like Catholic influences in my life. Um, but now is the time I was finally looking into it. And I still remember when I, the day I found out I was actually in RCIA, I was in mass and Father Cowles said at the end of Mass, you know, RCIA, we meet Friday at noon. And I was like, hold on, that's when I meet with Father Cowles. And I went up to him after Mass. I'm like, Father, you mean I'm in like the real deal class? And he's like, yep, you are. So at the end of this, if you want to be Catholic, you can. If you don't, that's fine. I was like, whoa. And so then I was in RCIA during my first year of med school and really came to solidify my beliefs and came to know Jesus in a much more deeper and intimate way than I had thought before and spent a lot of time in the Newman Center. Um, almost every night, just sitting on the floor in front of you know the altar in the tabernacle and just thinking about things <laughs> or crying about things. Um, and I remember the feeling I had during med school of thinking, why do I feel called to do this now? I should be focusing on the trials of med school, getting through that. And something that I kept thinking of is like, well, you know, Jesus doesn't always come at the most convenient time or ask us to do things like that. And then once I became confirmed that April on Divine Mercy Sunday, I looked back and I was like, actually God knew I needed that to get through med school because I thought it was an inconvenience, but every night going to the chapel was where I felt 
grounded and had peace. And yeah. And since then, it's, yeah, it's changed my life. Yeah. So uh, I'll just tell the story about, do you remember when we first met? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell them the story about us first meeting. No, no, I want to tell the story. You want to tell the story? Okay. So I'm, I'm in the chapel. I'm newly assigned to the Newman Center. It's July. There's really not anybody around very often. And it's dark one night, right? I think it was in the nighttime or the yeah. evening. And I'm, I'm in the chapel praying. And I hear this click. No, I mean, so, you know, there's creaks and noises and buildings that are old. Uh, and I heard it again. And I thought to myself, who is in here? <laughs> and lo and behold, who's up tucked at the front behind the pew, or in the front pew, up way in the front, uh, on the floor? Lord. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I know when I come into the chapel, I'm like, you never know if there's somebody in here already. <laughs> That's yeah. So, so tell me a little bit about why that became a practice for you, because not everybody does that. A lot of people go to the chapel, mm-hmm. okay? but it was evident you were there a lot and you are there a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think some of your classmates said the nights before the big quizzes, Mm-hmm. They're all studying, but they said Laura is usually in the chapel. Yeah. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say more about why that's become a part of your spiritual life. Yeah. Um, I think a couple of things that come to mind um, is that, like, that was a space, I think, where I just, you know, felt a sense of peace and felt that, you know, where Haley and I really you know, through our talks, and I've been in there with lots of different, you know, friends throughout the time. There was just a, a place to, like, really ponder, I think, you know, what was on your heart. And I think out, for me, I've always struggled with, like, anxiety and other things that, you know, if I don't, you know, set that time aside or have that space, you know, I think my mind a lot of times holds me back from really entering into, you know, a time with God or being able to process or reflect on where I'm at, um, whatever that might be. And so I think the chapel became almost like a, a refuge or like a, a space away from the busyness that my life and my like world was that I could remove myself from that and just gaze upon Jesus. And so, yeah, I would say that's why the chapel is kind of like my my place to go for that. So you grew up in faith. Mm-hmm. Your parents gave you great instruments yes. and you had much. Um, with all of that awareness, it's it's obviously that you were called to this. There were things that happened that led you in this path. Mm-hmm. It wasn't... Um, a journey you felt forced into, um, but is there a way you can describe um, how life is different, or what's what has this done for you, or how is anything different than if you hadn't followed this path, or if you hadn't accepted the invitation to the Marvel movie? And, <laughs> uh, you know what? What today do you see as a fruit of having said yes to this journey yeah. to go deeper with the Lord? I think um, the first thing that comes to mind for me is the Eucharist. I would say that, you know, being able to 
you know, fully receive Jesus in the Eucharist has been one of the greatest gifts. And that's something I wouldn't have, you know, recognized as being a reality had I not, you know, traveled this path. And I would say it's just kind of been like, you know, faith has always um, grounded my life, but in the sense it's become more of a way of life, I would say now. Not that it wasn't, um, you know, something before, but there's just this, there's this depth to the Catholic faith that um, I feel like just roots my life and grounds it in realizing not just like where I'm at in life now, but even, you know, in the future. And like, I think the sacraments in that sense are kind of like help nourish your life that like God is present with you throughout the journey. Mm -hmm. And it's like a very tangible um, manifestation of his presence. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just brought a lot of joy and peace um, I remember before I was confirmed, I just a lot of questions, a lot of like, why am I doing this? Is this just a lot of those things? And, but I knew why. And one thing Father Kells had always told me was that many times fears and doubts can be the loudest when you're on the doorstep of something beautiful. And that really resonated with me because it, that period of waiting between being confirmed and knowing this is what I wanted to do um, was hard. And the day I was confirmed, I never doubted it since. And it's just, yeah, just the connections I've made with people and the richness in the faith. Yeah. yeah. How, how has the Newman Center continued to support, obviously through the RCI program, through Father mm-hmm. Cowles, uh, other, other dynamics? Yeah. There? I would say when you came to the Newman Center, I was I was wondering like, wow, I just went through this transformative year and what does that what does the Newman Center look like for me now? I mean, it'll still be my place to go and have time with the Lord. Um, but you know, with med school we're always moving and we're going to clinicals. I'm like, what what does that look like? And it has, I think one thing that comes to mind is our community group that we've been doing um, has been what I've needed to keep keep seeking, you know, the deep things and to be with other people that want to, you know, think about things that deeply as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and that's something that you have made possible um, we were meeting at the Newman, and now some of us, you know, I guess the older people, I don't know, the med students that are moving now, um, you've made that possible to happen through Zoom as well. And so while we may be now in, like, different cities, we're still connected back to the Newman. Yeah. Uh, maybe I can just tell this a little briefly about what it is you're talking yeah. about. So I was in Rome with Pope Francis and... Uh, the people of Communion Liberation celebrating the 100th birthday of our founder who's deceased and he had 
encouraged us to not be afraid and that we were to be creative and to go forth. And he really just encouraged us uh, to see the new beginnings that are possible. So when I was there at St. Peter's, I was like, oh, I think I got to start school of community and, for me, and, and Luke came to mind because Luke mm -hmm. and I had had these conversations that were really deep instantly. I was like, wow, this is a guy who thinks deeply. Uh, <laughs> he and I in a room together could be trouble. <laughs> like the quickness with which every conversation was super meaningful. And so mm -hmm. I just came back and asked him um, and uh, uh, then he had wanted, he's like, well, how about Jake? And, and then after that, I thought, well, if you're inviting friends, then I'm inviting friends. So then I was, Maddie and Andy uh, were hanging around. So I invited them. And then they're like, well, and Laura. <laughs> so it was really beautiful. And then all five of us, all five of you ended up uh, med medical students in med mm -hmm. school. So um, it was really an unexpected surprise that we all came together, but all looking for something meaningful. And the fact you guys were all in med school was really, I was like, well, this is interesting. Uh, not what I planned. But then as you guys sort of like move on, yeah, there was a real sense in me, like how is the Newman Center um, continuing to support you? You're still students, you're still in this journey, and now you're gonna be like in these internships. And when I normally would think, oh yeah, we're done. It's like, no, this is when you need the most help. Uh, mm -hmm. This is when you need the most support. So hopefully through electronic, uh, we'll be able to do those things too. Um, can you say a little bit about uh, your friendship with um, Madigan and Andy and yeah. how that sort of been a fruit of your time at the Newman Center? Oh, absolutely. Um, so Madigan um, and Andy are both med students and we've become just a, a fun little trio. We call each other the, the pigs because we go play pig um, basketball all the time and we have nicknames for each other and stuff. And um, But yeah, I got to know um, both of them, you know, from med school, but then we go to the Newman Center for Mass on Sundays and studied there a lot, have had a lot of good memories. Um, just we would spend our Friday nights there sometimes just studying and their friendship has really been a fruit. Um, I think that's been nourished by our time there and with this group um, that is ongoing and yeah, I would say those two have been great friends and I've gotten to know a lot of good people at the Newman. How uh, has this journey impacted your view of medicine and your mm -hmm. expectations of what it will be like to be a physician? And has it uh, impacted anything of yeah. what your future will look like? I think um, it's really, you know, sparked in me a further pursuit of understanding what does it look like to be a Catholic physician um, and to practice your beliefs yet still care for all people and what does that look like and um, and I think something you know from our CIA learning through that was that like you know Father Cowles would say you never stop learning it's not like this journey is done when you're confirmed it's just starting and so now that I feel grounded in what I believe I want to like seek out opportunities to get to learn, especially in clinicals in this upcoming year of like, what does that look like in practice? And how can I, you know, live out my faith yet still, 
you know, be respectful and like, you know, give the care to patients that they need. And so I've been looking at opportunities. To, I was going to go to a conference in Arizona that was a pro-life provider conference um, that ended up not working out. But opportunities like that, I want to take advantage of. Yeah. Uh, uh, how about your family? What's their thoughts about the journey that you've taken? Yeah. Um, I think at first it was surprise or a lot of, um, I think the big question was why. Like, why now? Um, why do you want to do this? Um, like, and I think it was it was hard for a little while because it also made me then why do I want to do this why now and I had to um, support that by really you know being firm in that I was being called to this it wasn't something I felt forced to do and I felt it was in a lot of ways a a, a fulfillment or it built upon what I was raised in and taught. And it just almost, it took those things to the next deeper level. And I love like, you know, being meaningful and deep things. And it just, after reading through the New Testament and I was like, this just makes sense. Um, and so it was definitely, you know, difficult for a little bit of just trying to understand the timing of it and but they were very supportive then and now it's yeah it's good what, what do you feel is your responsibility when you think of the word mission now mm. uh, you can think of home but you also think of your life and Christ <laughs> and what you've been given uh, when you think of mission what does that look like today for you now you know, before yeah. you're in clinicals, thinking of it in terms of work, but like, what is what does it mean to be on mission? Mm -hmm. You know, I just I don't I don't know. Is this in the video? This yeah. little thing. Um, I really um, like a lot of the things Saint Therese of Lisieux has said, and I think as far as mission goes, like she says here, to the heart that loves all as well. And I think something that uh, the Catholic faith has helped me discover is deeper love. And that is what, you know, that is what Jesus is giving us when he gives of himself fully in the Eucharist. That is what the sacraments are. That is, you know, it's, it's all about like God is love. And I think when I think of mission, it's just how can I best love right now and when I go to mass I am receiving love from God that fuels me to how can I share that with other people and I think that's what comes to mind when I think of of mission anything else that's on your heart that uh, you'd want anybody uh, I don't think so no I am <laughs> appreciate you asking and inviting me to do this yeah what's uh what's uh something you've noticed at the newman center that would give other people who are not there an insight into what life is like at the usd's newman center oh i don't know if did you say one word 
No, there's oh. just something. Yeah, what's, oh. what's uh, something that a story or an experience or something that gives a window? A window into the neighborhood. If they were to just be plopped out there, what would they experience? I think they'd experience a lot of welcoming and passionate people. And especially like being, you know, a convert to the Catholic faith, it's not like you come in and you're bombarded with like, this is Catholicism or like, and you're like, whoa. No, it's just people that love life and love Jesus. And there's always something happening there. I'll walk in and there'll be the movie night going on and there'll be people all over and everyone has a story to tell. And it's a fun place. And I think, that, you know, everyone just wants to draw you closer to Jesus. And it's it's a really beautiful community. And there's... A lot of momentum going for it now. Well, I am so grateful for your presence there. It's been a joy to <laughs> get to know you. you. And I appreciate you being willing to share what you've encountered with uh, whoever it is that comes across this mission. So uh, be sure of our prayers. And Everybody say a prayer for Laura. She's still in school. They're working hard. They're studying hard. They're praying hard. Uh, and they start with their prayer. So... Should we say a Hail Mary and an Our Father? And, That'd be uh, beautiful. Yeah. Our Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hail Mary, Mary full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Father, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. St. Thomas More. Pray for us. Amen. Amen.